Okay, real good. All right. All right. Uh, let me say good evening to everybody and uh, uh, take want to take a quick moment to, I'm going to spotlight and pin my own video here. So I just have opportunities just to kind of look at everybody on tonight. And I've uh, already sort of opened up the greetings tonight. My wife, Pastor Sharon, and I are here together. Uh, and uh, we want to greet all of you all tonight and say God bless and welcome to this Tuesday night Bible study. Certainly want to thank God for you, Pastor Tim and uh, Sister Felicia. Good to see you as well tonight. And uh, Elder Hall is joining us. Uh, whoever Mr. or Mrs. iPad is, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are now streaming live and online to the streaming world. All right. So everyone who's joining us on Facebook Live, Instagram and Twitter, welcome on tonight. YouTube as well. Um, listen, tonight I just want to take a moment to do a wellness check, see how you all are doing, where, you know, I'm still thinking about the power of agreement. And I'd like to get some feedback tonight. I'd like to hear from you as we looked at Matthew 18 on this past week, Second Chronicles chapter 7. And uh, we also look at a, a couple of other uh, set of scriptures. Uh, with that being said, let's just start with the open opening word of prayer. Mr. Felicia, be if you don't mind tonight, thank you for coming here. Would you uh, uh, give us an opening word of uh, acknowledgement and prayer to the Lord? And then afterwards, uh, Elder Hall, if you'll um, unmute your phone, why don't you give us a, a New Testament scripture or, no, or a scripture, New or Old Testament? Our Father and our God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for this day you've allowed us to see. God, I thank you that you've kept us safe throughout this day. I thank you, Father God, for this time of opening up your word and being encouraged and strengthened in your word, oh God. Thank you for every hearer on this Zoom call on Facebook Live tonight, oh God, that, that we may hear your word, study your word, absorb it, and then God go be doers of your word. We thank you, Father God, for the way you love us, for the way you care for us. God, we praise you. We honor you on tonight. And it's in your son's name, Jesus, that we do pray. Amen. I would just like to bring our scripture forward for tonight. It's a very familiar uh, passage of scripture. As a matter of fact, it's one of my favorite scriptures that I have um, read and just relied on to keep me and to get keep me grounded and to get me through the day, which was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, that encourage us to trust in the Lord with all thy heart, lean not into thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct our path. Amen. 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 Thank you, Hall. Thank you, Sister Felicia. And once again, God bless everyone on tonight. Hey, I, I, I want to know how you all are doing. Uh, I do want to revisit just a little bit of Matthew 18 tonight. And then let's have a little dialogue about uh, the power of agreement. We kind of uh, tagline that subject, uh, prayer and agreement. But um, I want to talk about what agreement means to you. Uh, and for those of you that are just joining us, again, I want to say welcome on tonight. Uh, it's not too late. You can always download the City Church app because there you can get the archive message there on our City Church YouTube. And you can also review the sermon notes. So what could be better than reading the sermon notes outline from this past Sunday and listening and watching the service uh, in its entirety there all in one spot there on the YouTube, excuse me, on the City Church app. Again, whether it is Android, Google Play or uh, Apple and iTunes, we're trying to do everything possible to bring the resources of the word of God and various mediums to your laptop. And right now it seems to be the cell phone is the place that it should be because uh, that's where you are at least 
as of recent statistics say, five hours a day. The average American spends five hours a day on the cell phone. Let me just say this, and forgive me for interrupting myself. My wife and I, when we landed here in Dallas, uh, Texas today, we were so heartbroken at the news of the uh, mass shooting in uh, Uvalde's, Texas. Uh, I am um, actually Pastor Hagee's ranch is probably less than 20 miles from that Uvalde's town. Uh, uh, many years we would fly into San Antonio, drive about two hours west of San Antonio. We would always stop for gas, stop for snacks in Uvalde. So I'm very familiar with that area. And to hear, uh, I think as, as last count, 15, 14 students and a school teacher at an elementary school were unfortunately murdered uh, by the hands of an 18-year-old. This is now, what, twice in the last week, we can have um, um, praying times, um, times for agreement. Someone said in the media today that they don't think that gun legislation will go anywhere anytime soon. Therefore, it has to go back to influence and relationships. People are saying what we've all suspected as of lately, people have had a tough two and a half years, uh, mental illness, emotional illness, and that doesn't stop at the front doors of the church. That penetrates even the church. So automatically, I think, you know, how can we influence? How can we impact? How can we make sure we uh, stem or head off the next potential 18-year-old or 28 or 38-year-old for that matter from doing some, some, some incomprehensible act? We have to pray. We have to act, we have to watch. And this is perhaps why the Bible says to watch and pray. For those that are watching online tonight and maybe just kind of thumbing and flipping and kind of scrolling through various medium channels tonight, I pray tonight you hear the word of the Lord, watch and pray, watch and pray. If you see something, say something. If you um, um, uh, are not sure about something, bring it to light, uh, get some help. If you're feeling some type of way and you've got thoughts running through your mind and things are just quite not quite where they used to be, get some help. Nothing breaks my heart more, particularly in this season, than to see brethren, particularly men in the church that need mental and emotional healing and won't get it. Uh, and I see that, unfortunately, well too much in this hour, uh, male and female for that matter. And somehow or another, there's just the stigma in the church where we're just going to pray it away, faith it away, shout it away. I don't know. But the truth of the matter is there is there's there's ministry between miracles and medicine. We need miracles from the Lord. But I believe God gives man medicine to help. In between, we have what's called ministry. Never forget that. We need to continue this message on to our families, to our co-workers, to our neighbors. We need ministry. And as the body of Christ, we are God's agents on the earth, his hands, his feet, his heartbeat on the earth that brings ministry to people who are hurting. Uh, this is surreal. It's, it's, it's relevant. It's real time. And so tonight, as we talk about the power of agreement, I'll be agreeing with you all tonight for those families. I don't, I don't, I can't think unfathomably what it be, what it would be like to get a phone call saying, you know, rush over to Cornelius Elementary School where my kids went to elementary school or let's run over to Davis Bay where they went to elementary or junior high or high school. I don't know what that thought. I, I just could not fathom that thought. So let's keep those families in prayer on tonight. Um, let's do this. Uh, Pastor Tim, I don't have the ability to see my Facebook live tonight. My wife is here with me. She's 
can monitor a little bit about Facebook Live and YouTube and Instagram. But you know, for those that are on the Zoom tonight, um, I'd like I'd like for you to talk about the power of agreement. In fact, let's do this. I'm gonna um, let, please allow me to share my screen on tonight. It'll take me a minute here. Let me share my screen tonight and let me pull up the uh, the outline from this past Sunday. I don't have my glasses on tonight, so hold. Oh, you know what? I might as well go ahead and get my bag and add like. Uh, I know I got. I can, I can see him right here. So, if you have your Bibles, let's go to the book of Matthew, chapter eighteen, and this is where we started on last week. I'll share my screen just for a few moments here, so you all can see as well. Matthew eighteen. So the Bible says in Matthew eighteen, verse nineteen and twenty. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name. I am in the midst of them. I am in the midst of them. Uh, we opened this past Sunday and we talked about prayer and the power of agreement. Uh, to give you a little context and to give you a little background of what was going on when Jesus gave this infamous statement in verse 19 to 20, the disciples were wondering who would be the greatest. Um, they were also, you know, starting to feel their successes and Jesus warns them not to look down on themselves. And then finally, Jesus teaches about dealing with those who had sinned in the church. Um, that gave us a platform to understand a little bit better why Jesus would have given the statement about green in the church, agreeing in the church. You know, oftentimes we thought maybe it has something to do with ask and believe and faith and materialistic gain and increase and finances and favor and all of these wonderful blessings. No, those things really had nothing to do with the power of agreement. It all had to do with protecting the unity, the harmony, and the, the, the oneness of the church. And so, somewhere between these disciples and their trifling and mature juvenilistic ways and some of the sins that were happening in the church, Jesus said there can, there'll, there'll be nothing that destroys the house of God more than people not being on one accord. Therefore, uh, if two of you agree concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. So when two or three are gathered in my name, I am in the midst of them. Finally, the word agreement simply means to be in harmony with, to be in concert or concord, or to be a sound as of many musical instruments, Amos three and three, how could two walk together except they agree? Ecclesiastes four and nine, two are better than one because they have good reward for their labor, right? And then finally, Deuteronomy 32 and 30, how can one chase a thousand and two put 10,000 in flight except the rock, capital R, except the Lord rock had sold them and the Lord had shut them up. I'm going to stop sharing my screen for a moment, open up a little dialogue. You know, I preached a little bit, sort of a monologue atmosphere this past Sunday, but why don't you talk? Why don't you talk to me? At Ella Hall, you were there in the pulpit. I didn't see you doze off one time this past Sunday uh, while I was preaching. Thank you so very much. Uh, uh, thank you, Felicia, for making eye contact with him, keeping him up while I was my back was turned and preaching. Talk to me tonight. I don't know. Is that Brad? Brad and Linda? Listen, tell me something about agreement. Um, I gave some examples about my wife and I. We gave examples about, you know, the book of Genesis, um, Adam and Eve, uh, Joshua and Caleb. I think we went New Testament with Aquila Priscilla. Talk to me about the power of agreement.
Okay, yeah. Felicia, you want to go first? You the you the female. So we're going we gonna yeah to you go first. Um, I'm gonna tell you what I wrote down, Pastor, when you were teaching. I wrote down um, what happens when we have to agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. And I believe what the Lord said to me was that's still there's still power in agreement because if we agree to disagree. I'm not going to talk about you. You're not going to talk about me. I'm not going to say, well, you know, who's the craziest thing I've ever seen. I'm not going to call everybody and say, do you know what he said? There's still power in agreement. Even if we agree to disagree, there's still some ground rules that should govern that. And there's still a strength in that because I still love you. You still love me. We just see something differently. So I, I agree with everything you said. There is power in agreement. And even if we agree to disagree, there's still power in agreement. Felicia, mm -hmm. you know, every pastor, every preacher, and I'm sure every communicator, after the speech, after the sermon, after the presentation, you're driving home, you're having that whole, you know, debriefing moment. And I actually thought about that statement going home Sunday, you know, the agreeing to disagree where does that come into the whole conversation of perhaps Matthew 18 how do we as Christians agree to disagree thank you so much for bringing that thought out Elder Hall before you jump in um you know I talked about Paul and Silas right because you know Acts 16 they were singing they were preaching they agreed there was freedom in the prison but what about Paul and Barnabas what about Abram and Lot they agreed to disagree. They were in harmony on how they were not going to see eye to eye. And I wonder if we need that more in the church. I look at uh, Genesis, I think it's um, let's see, 12, 13, 14, 15. So when Lot was taken captive, I think that might have been 13, Genesis 13. Um, you know, uh, no, before it was taken captive. So you know, yeah. So when 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 Abraham and Lot said, "Hey, listen, your your herdsmen, our herdsmen, they're, they're 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 disagreeing, okay? They're 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 fighting, and for agreement's sake, why don't we go separate ways? We've lost that anointing in the church today because we disagree and we disagree to disagree, and it it becomes an all-out war. Can you respond to that? Me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And then of the hall. Um, yeah, I, I think what happens is when we can't even agree to disagree, I think the root of it is selfishness, that we just want our way. But I, I think if, if I love you and you love me, both our ultimate goals ought to be peace with one another. And we both should still try to live the word of God, even though we disagree. I mean, no two people are going to see something the same way on everything. But I believe we can disagree and still be in peace and not um, tear each other down. I mean, my, our ultimate goal, if we have relationship of any kind, still ought to be to build each other up. All right. now, And I know Elder Hall is chomping at the bit to get to this. But honestly and realistically, on a scale of one to 10, how realistic is that with church folk today when it comes to disagreements in, in the church? 
I actually think it can be achieved. No, not so what can we, be, what is, what unfortunately has. Right. It's not very realistic mm-hmm. because I, I think we're just a society that wants our way. And, and, the, and the main reason is we think the way we see it is the right way. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Elder Hall, Brad, Linda, I know my wife is here as well. Um, I would, I would just like to say, Pastor, and kudos to what uh, Felicia just said. I think she's um, 100% head on uh, with the agreement. I came away uh, Sunday, me and my wife, we came away Sunday, and, and, very, and by the way, it was a very, very timely message. I mean, God has seemed to give you those things, man, when it, it is so important to hear. We, we came away broken, but we came away encouraged. Yeah. An example that we use, you know, I'm old school and, and our baby, they're teaching them the new math now, you know, and, and I'm still old school, you know, two plus two, divide this, carry your one and all of this stuff. But now they don't teach that nowadays. And Shant- Shantina was teaching her a different way. The thing was, we both were getting to the same answers, but we did it different ways. So we agreed to know that there's more than one way to do a thing. You know, and we agreed that, okay, you know, I, I can, it didn't have to be my way. That's the only way you can do it or the new way. But we agreed to know that there are more than one way to, to do different things and to get to the bottom line. To piggyback off of what Sister Felicia said, especially in the church, we got, uh, and, you know, I, I just call it like it, I just have to call it like it is. We got too many hypocrites, too many phonies, too many folks who want to mm-hmm. be first, whether they brown nosing and got to do this to get to the pastor or got to be there. And instead of Bible said, blessed are the peacemaker. And like sure. she said, when we know what the end result is, what is that end result? We should be winning souls for Christ because if the world can see us acting a fool, especially in this season, how the Christian handling thing, and sure. they see us acting a fool, sure. why would somebody want to be a part of that? Sure, yeah. sure, you know? sure. I like sure. to interject, I was sure. thinking about Christ um, first of all, two statements. Number one, there's no pride, there's no stubbornness um, in agreement. You know, I was thinking about when Felicia was sharing. You know, to disagree, to agree to disagree means, okay, I'm not going to be so stubborn that it's got to be my way or the highway. I'm not going to be so prideful that. I know it all, you know hardly anything. <laughs> you know, there's no agreement in that. And then I thought about Christ, even him on the cross, you know, I mean, or before he went to the cross, but, you know, in the Garden of Gethsemane, um, you know, he said, Father, you know, if at all this, this cup can pass <laughs> from me, he says, but nevertheless, not my will, your will. So even in his humanness, you know, he he had to agree. I don't really want to go through this. I can imagine the pain and taking on the sins of the entire world. But Father, it's not my will. It's according to your will. So that was even another example of agreement, you know, in, in his humanity um, and at the same time. In, in his in his deity as God. Amen. 
Let me ask this before we go any further. Brad, Linda, anything from your camp, you all's camp on tonight before, and I think Mother Montgomery's also joined. Anyone else before we continue on? Well, I did use um, a portion of your sermon today at work. I have, um, <laughs> I have um, some, I work with younger people and she came to me and she was saying, you know, I'm not sure. I think we have to get my child tested for autism and yada, yada. But she said, but I brought it up to my husband and I said, well, what was his thought? And she said, he was, yeah, we should do this. I said, and our pastor just spoke about mm. being in agreement. I wow. said, be yeah. in agreement, pray on it and move forward. I said, God is never going to put anything that is going to divide or separate you unless you allow that to come between the two of you. Do what is best for your child now while mm. she is three before you wait till she's in first grade, second grade, and she's struggling and can't do it. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I listened to you. <laughs> well, I feel so honored. I feel and she so didn't honored. go to sleep. Somebody's listening. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Listen, you all are so faithful, so committed, and thank you all as well. Thank you so very much. Let's move forward. Okay. We, we, we have a definition of agreement. It comes from the word symphony, or we, we get the word symphony to sound the same. To, to make harmonious sound as an orchestra. Um, I kind of came up with a ghetto version of, in my own definition, to see the same, say the same, and to believe God for the same. Um, I gave the example of my wife and I, and it's just, you know, for whatever, for what it's worth tonight, I look back over 20 years of our marriage and some of the greatest accomplishments and the greatest we've had, I think, particularly at a young age, I cannot go back other than to say that God honored our prayers because of the agreement. Now, um, I, I think that we had other areas we prayed for and other things we prayed for, but I don't know we were always in agreement about those things. And, and therefore, I don't think those things ever came to pass as we had wanted them to. But one thing's for sure, I've, I've seen the bullseye hit time and time again because we prayed about a thing and we were in agreement about a thing. And so we try to break that example down as simple as this. Um, it's gonna be hard to believe God for the house. You want brick, she wants shuckle, and you're, you're really not on the same page, but yet you're quote unquote going through the spiritual exercises of it all. And you just wonder why it's just not coming to pass. And, and so, you know, this past Sunday, we kind of slowed it down and we asked the question, how are we truly on the same page to see the same thing, to say the same thing and to believe God by faith for the same thing. Once they want to talk to me about that, uh, thank you, Pastor Tim. You are still monitoring uh, from the chat room. And you said that, uh, Maisa said, power, the necessity submitting to one another. Grace Shanine, thank you for being a part as well, uh, to be aligned. Um, uh, 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 Shanine? Shannon? Oh, I'm sorry, Shannon. Okay. Uh, thank you, Sister Jones, for the alignment to power to 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 say the same thing someone else talk to me about maybe another revelation or understanding of the word agreement can i make a statement pastor absolutely in terms of um symphony and harmony i think it's important to note we are playing the same sheet of music but we're not all playing the same thing at the same time 
you have a first chair, a second chair, a third chair, a fourth chair. The, the clarinets aren't necessarily playing what the flutes are playing. The, the guy playing the snare drum is not playing what the little guy with the triangle is playing. It's all on the same sheet of music. I think the confusion comes sometimes because you wanna be doing something that somebody else has been tasked to do. Do what you've been tasked to do. It'll come together if we all do what we're supposed to do. And that is what brings the harmony. It would be a very boring piece of music if everybody was mm -hmm. playing the same thing at the same time. Sure. Thank you, Felicia Elder Hall. You have a very massive and vast mu music background. Can you can you share or add or elaborate on that thought? Yes, sir, Pastor. And again, she she hit it on the on the nail. It's just like the body itself. You got many members of mm -hmm. the one body, and when all of us are doing our part, do what God has equipped you to do. You know, and and quit trying to. You know, God. Number one, God didn't make duplicates. You know, no two people are the same. No two people, even out of the so many billion that he made, no two people have the same thumbprint. So if we would tap into what God has for us to do and not, like she said, not be so busy to try to do this to impress that one, to do that, to do that, because we know that when we do things in secret, God rewards us openly. But when we out there want to showboat, I, I've seen it in the professional realms, Pastor, when folks get up there not humble, think they can just sing and do the run, they mess up and make a hot mess. And one guy came, you know, I used to sing with this mass choir and one song that we would sing and when the young lady asked me to sing it, my mom always told me what, what leaves the heart would touch the heart. Mm. When I sung those songs, I, I sung it because of the, the experience that I had. He sung it because he could hit all the runs and hit all this and he was wondering why didn't the anointing fall while he's doing all those runs and want to showboat when, you know, I'm trying to, and Pastor Tim did, a, it said one thing very prophetic. I don't even know if he remember it. He said that when we water the water holes and we sprinkle that water, the, the water has to come through the holes first before it can reach anybody else. Mm. So if you're not feeling what you, and I may have butchered it, Tim, but if you're not feeling what you're ministering, how can someone else feel it? So it has to be one accord. If, if somebody's right. off key, and even with the play, we've had times, Pastor, where somebody will come to me and question me about something. Then they go to Shantina to try to play us against each other. But mm -hmm. she would say the exact same thing that I would say, you know, when they come to me, this, you know, what, what she'd say, okay, that's, that's what it is, you know. Wow, sure, 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 sure. Elder Hall, thank you for adding to that. Before I move to the next and the last subject tonight about agreement and the power of having someone to be accountable with, having someone to actually agree with, whether you're married, you're single, whether it's a parent, a child, a prayer partner. Uh, I want to make sure any other comments tonight for those that are actually uh, on the Zoom or those that are uh, listening as well. And uh, in the chat room, thank you again for, for monitoring the chat room comments on tonight. There, there are two things I've heard tonight that I'm going to try to synthesize together. One came from Elder Hall, the other came from Felicia, and that's this. Um, in light of, you know, again, the statement that was made about the, the, the unfortunate mass shooting and uh, we saw today, the world is getting colder and colder. There's a spirit of lawlessness in the land. Um, it's a combination of two and a half of extremely tough 
needed for the people, whether it be mentally, emotionally, financially, relationally, um, you know, the fact that people are lost in, in, in are in darkness. And I think, Pastor Tim, you might have said something as well. What impact does that have on the church? Um, being, quote unquote, you know, in the church, does it exempt us from those same challenges and some of those same temptations? So if relationships are strained outside the church, how much more are relationships important and are strained and tempted inside the church? So it kind of goes back to the whole protection of harmony in Matthew uh, chapter 18. Again, what, you know, touching as a green or a green concerning a thing had nothing to do with materialistic gain, increase of favor. It had to do with protecting the harmony, the unity of the saints. We gave two couples uh, an example this past Sunday. We gave two examples of couples in the New Testament. We, we know them affectionately as Aquila and Priscilla. These were Paul's co-laborers, Paul's teammates in the gospel, whom he loved and bragged often upon. But then we also gave uh, another example of the power of agreement, and that was an unfortunate sense, and that was with, with, with Ananias and Sapphira. Looking back at Ananias and Sapphira, Acts chapter 5, looking back at them, Maybe it wasn't about the money. Maybe it wasn't about the land. Maybe it wasn't about the false offering. As much as it was about lying to the Holy Spirit and grieving the spirit of unity in the church. Now, I want to say this. If you if you if you if you keep reading Acts chapter five, if I'm not mistaken, the Bible says after Ananias and Sapphira both fell dead and God judged them in the church, the Bible says that no man joined the church. It wasn't popular. It wasn't easy. It wasn't um, effortless. People thought twice about being in concert, harmony, unity with the church. I'm kind of wanting to think tonight, are we not about to be at those doorsteps again? We've seen some issues and some situations where people are just reckless, careless, and callous when it comes to striving for peace, striving for unity, striving for humility and serving one another. And what if God returns to the days of judging people? Again, not because of what quote unquote gross sins. We all have our top three, four, five sins that we all think in our heads, but, but, but that's popular base, right? But what if the sin of, of discord is up there in God's priority? What about the sin of false witnessing? What about the sin of just being ununified or, or not, not striving with all men for peace? The Bible says strive with all men for peace. But if you if you flare up and get swollen up and you're quick to fight and argue and just be cantankerous and evil, I'm talking about man and woman because we see it both. We see that that spirit knows no gender in the church. There are some, some men that just have some tremendous insecurity, juvenile, childish issues. And they can be grown as, as grown can be, but internally, whether it's medicine, whether it's mental, whether it's emotional, they're babies. They swell up like babies and they have lost total regard for the spirit of unity. And then you have women like that. They're catty, they're, 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 they're cantankerous, they're nasty. Uh, you can't say nothing to them. Every time you turn around, they always pick up a fight. They always got, they're criticizing. And what if God says enough is enough? My church has been through too much. My church has gone through the coals too many times. I'm trying to get my church to a place and to a position of, of grace and power. But you always get one or two monkeys who really want to destroy the spirit of unity. So what if God steps in 
it annihilates that. And don't look at me hard because you got to go back and look at scripture. Ananias and Sapphira, it wasn't that the disciples needed the money. They had all things in common. No one lacked. So it wasn't a deficit money issue. It was a spirit of unity and agreement issue. I'll pause right there. I'd like to get some comments. And I want to hear from those that are on Facebook Live tonight. So not everybody can be on the Zoom. If you're listening, Facebook Live, Instagram Live, YouTube Live, uh, put in the chat. Listen, this is a safe environment. No one's judging. No one's uh, condemning. And, it may, and, and you may not be a member of our church, but guess what? Your church, <laughs> your church got problems too. And how important is the spirit of agreement? You want to take a community block. You want to do something for the youth. You want to do something for the teenage pregnant center. You want to do something great for God, but you always got that diatrophist. The Bible says diatrophist who thought preeminent among the brethren. He couldn't humble himself. He couldn't get along with nobody. He was always fighting for. Sometimes, and hear me closely, hear me prophetically, as a pastor, you learn, you back up, let God deal with it because he knows exactly how to deal with the diatrophist of your church. And when God did, does with, deals with it, there's nothing no one can do. Come and talk to me. And no one dare join the church and no one dare make a comment. You know, someone had put, I think it was Vanessa, she had shared um, agreement is the power that produces movement. Mm. Uh, when you stop movement, when you were just speaking, you know, um, you know, Jesus prayed for all of us. He prayed for the disciples. He prayed for mankind. He said, God, let them have a spirit of unity, just like you and I have that unity. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was to me, and every time I go back to it, it's just such a powerful prayer, but it was like his heart was in it. But you know, I'm thinking about what Vanessa said, it produces movement. Mm -hmm. I like if that. God's church, I like that. I do too. I love that. If God's church, if God sees that his church is becoming um, clogged, <laughs> mm -hmm. no movement, um, like you said, you know, an anointing and a power, a grace and a power, because there's so many other people that needs that needs to know the Lord, that needs salvation, that needs deliverance. You know, you got so many leaders and people, churched people that are fighting and clawing and and everybody's trying to be number one. And then you got a world of people on the outside who don't know nothing about what's going on the inside. They just want to be delivered from their addiction. They just want a better way. <laughs> they 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 just don't want to be judged anymore, you know. Mm. And I know the Lord is like, you know what? I need y'all to move out of the way so that they can see me and not all these distractions and things that the enemy has, you know, positioned. Sure, sure, sure. But when Thanks, I saw that, it mm -hmm. it really it really connected um, to what you were speaking about. Sure. If, I, if I could just add one thing, the thing that comes to mind with me is, is the uh, scripture, which I believe it's in the, in the book of Acts, um, 
that said that when they were all on one accord, mm -hmm. that there was no lack in the house. And I'm sure with all of those that had one accord, they had different assignments as to what they needed to do. And they were focusing more on their assignment. But when they were on one accord, they were in order. They did things in decency and in order because we all know that when something is out of order, it's no good to be used for nothing. Mm -hmm. so, but when we're all on one accord, there's there's no lack in, in the houses what we need to do, you know, with the spirit of God, and the witness of whatever he put in the shepherd's heart to do. Amen. 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 Anyone else? Thank you, sir. I thought about two passages of scripture, then we're going to, uh, I want to share my screen one more time. Think about uh, the Bible says in the book of Genesis, the Tower of Babel, when you know, it's, it's really the only place in scripture where we find that even the Lord said that there'd be nothing impossible as they thought to build that tower because they were on one accord, because they were in agreement. And 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 he allowed the spirit of confusion, obviously, to come in because, you know, he saw further up the road and he didn't want these men to get too arrogant and prideful. So how many more, how much more even in our lives to where when we are, when we set our hearts to be on one accord, on one agreement, one heart, what the Lord can do. I want to, I want to, I want to leave you all with something tonight that I hope is, is somewhat tangible and I hope it's relevant. And I do, I do pray that this would be something that you all can kind of, you know, sort of resonate on. And that would be this, going back to, going back to Abram and Lot, you know, Abram really, really took the high road when it came to going separate ways, when it came to disagreeing. So going back to Felicia, the statement we made earlier, how do we agreeably disagree? I asked that question, wasn't meant to be a trick question. You know, I would, I wish that in a heavenly utopia society, we could all live in harmony and peace. But I think until Jesus comes back, we're gonna be in this flesh. And, and in things like these last couple of years, this flesh is starting to wear out a little bit and it's starting to get stronger and more obvious. So that being said, we're going to have issues with people in the church. We're going to have moments where things, we don't see the eye to eye. You saw that with Abraham a lot. You see that with Paul and Silas, excuse me, Barnabas. But here's what the two things I pull out of this. Abram said, Lot, why don't you first choose where you'd like to go first? And then I'll choose secondly. Lot, why don't you make your decision first? And I'll acclimate and accommodate around you. Though Abraham knew that, that, that he was the senior, he knew that he was the uncle. He knew that he obviously was the priority. He submitted and said, you know what? I'm going to trust and believe God that if I concede and do the right thing, that God will bless me. Something very powerful happened. When Lot made his decision to, to build his camp by Sodom, notice the Bible said, then the Lord spoke to Abraham and gave him the covenant. And I said, wow, some of us are just one decision away of doing the right thing, conceding, taking the high road before God opens up a, a, a boatload of blessings. Going to Paul and Barnabas, you wouldn't have thought that these two world-changing preachers would have ever went separate ways, but they did. But what came out of that? Asia Minor, Turkey, other evangelistic opportunities came because they agreed to disagree. I think that tonight we have to be the fathers and the mothers in, in Zion and in the faith to be secure enough to say, you know what? I'm gonna let you do what you think you need to do is best. I'm gonna let you go ahead and take out and feel how you need to do. I'll stay, I'll, I'll pray, and we'll just see what the Lord would say. Sometimes, sometimes you lose the right to being right and God will make it right. Let me say that again. When you lose the right of being right, God 
we'll make it right. And I'm seeing that kind of right now in my own world and my own faith on a couple of different fronts. I know I'm right about some things. I know what God spoke to me and I know how things are or should be, but I'm going to lose the right to being right so God can make it right. That might take a couple of days for some of you all. Uh, I'm still working on it, to be honest with you. But lose the right to always being right and watch and see that God will make it right. Uh, don't forget, Mother Montgomery, sugar is sugar. Salt is salt. If you miss your blessing, it'll be all your fault. <laughs> Amen. Hi. Listen, anything we can pray about, let's go around the room tonight. If you're listening, not if, but because you are listening tonight on those other uh, social media channels, please put in the chat box something we can be in agreement about with you tonight. While you're doing that, those that are part of this Zoom connection, anything tonight, we can be in prayer and agreement about with you before we close. Pastor Stephen, yes, um, I enjoyed Bible study uh, tonight. Um, could you, uh, my prayer request is for my um, baby sister. She had um, back surgery um, a week ago now, or maybe two mm -hmm. weeks. Um, and um, the they thought they had they moved her from Mississippi to Baton Rouge, and now I see she's back. She's back at home, but the healing process is very difficult. Uh, my sister has been sick since my before my mother passed in 2016. She's been in her bed over six years, mm -hmm. and I feel it's time for her to get up. And so. Amen. I'm just asking you all to touch and agree with us and, sure. and with her as well that this surgery that God will has corrected everything. Her whole spine was opened up. So, um, and this is over six plus surgeries she's had. So I'm just believing God that this is it, that God will um, heal her totally and completely and she can get up and start going to church again. Amen. 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 Mother, thank you for, for submitting that. We'll certainly keep her in prayer as we close. Thank you so much. Someone else? Anybody else? Yes, sir. Pastor, there's a couple of people on Facebook. Um, Shanine Jones is uh, requesting prayer uh, that her family can agree to pray together. Mm. And then my uh, Melissa, um, uh, let's see, my granddaughter, Kaylin, she had a seizure on Sunday. So she's, she's requesting prayer for her granddaughter, Raylan. Who is that, Pastor Tim? Uh, Melissa Farmer. Okay. Okay. And then my wife um, reminded me. Uh, I can hardly hear you. Oh, really? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Uh, a little bit better, yes. A little bit? Okay. Uh -huh. Pray for Tony's memorial services tomorrow. I put it on the chat. Okay. Okay, good. Thank you, Pastor Tim. It, anyone else? 
I'm sorry. I'm asking for prayer for um, still dealing with this pinched nerve and the doctor found out it's actually pinched in two places in my neck and in my elbow. So they want to do a surgical procedure to relieve the pressure in my elbow. So surgery for my, to restore the use of my hand. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Thank you, Felicia. Anyone else? Okay. All right. Pastor, just, uh, just to reiterate what Pastor Tim was trying to say when he was a little low, I see something in the chat says um, BEGO family memorial uh -huh. service tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, family agreeing to pray together and for world peace. Sure. Um, and just like to add, um, keep my brother ML again in your prayers. He's still um, uh, dealing with the weakness and tiredness. Uh, I've connected him with uh, Superintendent Therrington in High Point, mm -hmm. which he have given him his primary care physician and some other doctors that he have recommend that he could possibly see um, up in High Point because he just didn't know of any doctors up in that area. So just keep those two things. And just for me and Shantina, just for um, direction, uh, as I near the end of my severance, uh, mm -hmm. maybe going back into the uh, market, knowing that God is our source, but that he direct me to the right company that I throw my hat into temporarily. And I do say temporarily because I, I believe that God has some things in store, but just to knowing that the severance stop in June uh, and just being prepared so we're not caught off guard. Sure, sure, sure. Thank you, Elder Hall, and, and everyone else for that matter for, for submitting your prayer requests. And we do want to take a moment just to pray um, to the Lord. Father, we thank you tonight for these various prayer requests. We are reminded tonight in your word to be anxious for nothing, careful for nothing, uh, worried about nothing, but in everything with supplication, with thanksgiving, we make our request made known to you. Father, we know that you are not deaf, nor are you blindsided of the things that we lift up before you in your perfect timing. We thank you, Lord, for sending the aid, the relief, the healing, and the help. The Bible reminds us of Ephesians 6, 18, to praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplications for all of the saints. Father, that we be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Lord, tonight, thank you for the prayer request for world peace. We thank you for healing for our sister Felice. Thank you for the hall as he contemplates the various opportunities. And Father, even with that, let there be a favor upon these opportunities that come this way. We thank you that Ephesians 3.20 reminds us that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask to thank. Thank you for his brother. Thank you for the big old family. Father, be with them, comfort them, and surround them. Lord, we thank you, God, for these that are seeking you and asking God just for uh, more unity and harmony and agreement, even in their homes, as they would come together and pray together. We look up every family tonight here in the state of Texas, God, and you vow these that, that are dealing with the loss of these babies. God, that you throw surround these parents and grandparents and families. Surround the city with your love. Look on those that are in Buffalo, New York. And Father, we thank you, God, for healing the land. Father, we are your people. And we seek your face. We cry out to you. We turn from our sin. We say, Lord, have mercy on our country. Have mercy on our cities. Have mercy on our churches. Father, we ask tonight, oh God, that you will go here from heaven, forgive our sins, and heal our land. 
heal our land, oh God. God, send your blood. Touch those that are seeking surgery, uh, healing, healing through surgery. Touch our babies and grandbabies that we've asked for. Touch, touch their backs, their spines, their nerve cells. God, every part of them. Father, you are Jehovah Rapha. You, oh God, you, Lord, are the Lord God that healeth thee. We know no other help. There's no one else we come and cry to other than you. So, Father, we set our faith in motion, and we agree it tonight on the earth, and we know that it is agreed in heaven. For when two, or even three, are gathered in your name, and I believe even in this online space, we acknowledge and recognize the presence and the power and the person of Jesus, the Christ, who is with us tonight. We ask God that you be glorified in all that we say and do. Bring us back at the appointed time. Meet every need, oh God. May your hand be upon the city church. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, and amen, and amen. Friends, I want to say to every one of you all, God bless you all on tonight. We're believing God for healing in your homes, your families, increase, favor, um, breakthrough. Um, do not get weary in well-doing. I know it seems redundant at times. I know what it's like to ask for the same thing over and over and over as if our faith is not working or God doesn't care. And the truth is neither of the two are, are, are the truth. Your faith is working and God does care. But I just believe that he has so positioned you and your situation for his glory and for his honor. We love you all tonight. Be encouraged. Thank you for being a part of this Bible study. Lord, stay the same. We'll see you this coming Sunday morning. Men, don't forget, encourage a man to join us. We will meet. We will be meeting on campus this coming Saturday for the men's breakfast and fellowship get together. Love you all. Have a great night. And uh, okay. we'll see you soon. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. All right. Good, Good night. night. Good night. Thank you for taking the time and listening to the City Church broadcast. Join us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. for Sunday morning worship and every Tuesday at 7 p.m. for Tuesday night teachings. Follow us at City Church Kojic on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Download our City Church app to stay in the know and visit the City Church website at citychurchkojic.com. That's citychurchkojic.com. God bless.